Hello, I'm Neil Aitchison and welcome to Warwick Podcasts. Having diabetes while pregnant significantly increases the chances of a baby being born with abnormalities. Dr. Roger Gadsby from the Institute of Education at Warwick Medical School has helped lead a study primarily looking at how women with diabetes plan for pregnancy. The study could have major implications for the provision of care in this area. Roger, perhaps you can explain the the health risks to women becoming pregnant uh, when they have diabetes. Yeah, diabetes can cause a a significant number of of different health problems. There are problems that there is an increased risk of congenital abnormalities in ladies um, with diabetes, in the the offspring of ladies with diabetes. Um, And this is associated with poor glucose control at the time that the baby is born and the first three months of pregnancy. As you go on in pregnancy there are problems if, if sugars are high during pregnancy that there is increased risk of the char- of the baby being born macrosomic, a big baby but who a big baby that has underdeveloped lungs and that baby may have problems soon after birth with low blood sugars and problems with, with fits and various other things. So there are a significant number of complications both to the woman and to the baby who is growing inside her and at delivery as well with diabetes. Um, all of the complications of diabetes in pregnancy are reduced if mum's blood glucose control is good both at conception in the early part of pregnancy and in fact throughout pregnancy. So it's very important then for women who are considering conceiving to uh, plan their pregnancy if they are diabetic. Yes, if they've got diabetes, certainly if you can have good blood glucose control at the time of conception in those first three months of pregnancy, it significantly reduces the risks of um, abnormalities in the baby. And your study then has focused on what? Because there have been a, a number of previous studies are looking at uh, women who are diabetic that are pregnant, but yours has a different focus. Yes, very much so. At the moment, we have evidence to suggest that ladies who go for pre-pregnancy counselling and who think about it and plan their pregnancy and who try and ensure that good glycemic control at the time of conception in those first three months, that they have better outcomes. But we know that not every lady with diabetes who has a baby does plan the pregnancy and we know that a number of ladies go into pregnancy with blood glucose levels that are not ideal. We also know in in the general population of ladies um, who haven't got diabetes, when you look at the academic literature around pregnancy planning, the concept that, that in ladies without diabetes that you have a group of ladies who plan their pregnancy and a group of ladies who don't plan their pregnancy as two separate things is really very simplistic that there is a range of planning that goes on and pregnancy is only obviously one part of a woman's life and therefore there is there is a range of of concerns and 
a range between a completely unplanned pregnancy and, and, and a fully planned pregnancy. What we were seeking to do in our study is to see if that variation actually pertains in women who've got type 1 diabetes. And so what did you do in the study? What uh, did the study, uh, how did you conduct it? Right. It's a, it's a qualitative study, an interview study, where we interviewed 15 ladies with pre-existing type 1 diabetes who were between 20 and 30 weeks pregnant in a pregnancy. We talked with them and asked them a number of questions around um, issues around the planning of that pregnancy and how things were for them in thinking about that pregnancy. We, in, in qualitative research terms, we, we recorded the, the interviews, transcribed them and have dra drawn the main themes out from the, those 15 ladies who between them have had 40 pregnancies. And what are your sort of main findings then? You've, you've talked about this sort of division between planned and unplanned pregnancy being uh, a, a bit of a sort of non-starter. Yeah, and really we confirmed that in our study, that um, in for 11 women and 23 of the pregnancies, there was some evidence from the interviews that, that positive steps had been taken for planning, but in the other 17 pregnancies, there really wasn't any particular planning taken place. If, if I could just read a little bit of, of one of the interviews, because this is an interview study, um, some of the... Some of the, the the fact that, that basically whether you plan your pregnancy or not plan your pregnancy and, and the, the fact you've got diabetes is all part of a continuum uh, of life and it affects ladies in different ways and affects women in different pregnancies in different ways. Um, one of the ladies said to us, we, we decided before we got married that once we were married, then we'd just carry on and, and then if it happened, it happened because I thought it was going to take a long time. So we weren't going to get hung up as to whether we could become pregnant or not. I came off the pill and had a hormone implant for a while. I did start bleeding, so I had the coil removed, the implant removed and a coil fitted, but never again. I went for my six-week check and the coil wasn't there. So after that, you said, well, you know, we, we were planning on thinking about having another baby. And if it happened, it happened. And here we are now. So there's a, a real variety of degrees of planning uh, amongst women uh, with uh, diabetes. Yes, certainly our study would want to confirm that there's no clear distinction that, that can easily be made into a group of ladies who very carefully plan in great detail the pregnancy and another group of ladies who really the pregnancy is completely unplanned. There is a range of issues and, and a range of, of behaviours that, that, that both span the planned and unplanned part of it. And what are the implications of that? Because care for uh, women with uh, diabetes that are becoming permanent is sort of based on this uh, idea that some plan and some are unexpected. So that's a sort of major implication for, for the care of women with diabetes. It is, because one of the main ways of trying to reduce the, the congenital abnormality rate in diabetes is to get every lady along to a preconception counselling clinic to go through the, the, the stages and the preparation that is needed to ensure good blood glucose control at the, the time of conception. And clearly it isn't possible to divide women who are of an age when they could be pregnant into clearly a group who are definitely planning and a, a group who aren't definitely planning. And therefore, the, the method we have at the moment of delivering pre-pregnancy counselling um, is perhaps less flexible than, than might be needed. What we feel very much from our study is that every 
interaction between a woman with diabetes and a healthcare professional during the lifetime of that lady when she could become pregnant is an opportunity for sharing information. So what we're saying is rather than preconception counselling having to be done just in specialist pre-pregnancy counselling clinics and every lady with, with diabetes who's preparing for pregnancy be, be directed to one of those, we need a much more holistic view and that every healthcare professional needs to be able to communicate the important messages about good blood glucose control at the time of conception and early um, referral for blood glucose planning during the first three months of pregnancy that all healthcare professionals need to take this message on board and be able to deliver it to women with diabetes. So there's going to be a greater involvement we believe needed from a greater range of healthcare professionals. For example, in primary care, um, we've perhaps always seen pregnancy in ladies with diabetes as very much a secondary care hospital um, condition. But what we need to realise in, in general practice is that these ladies with diabetes will be coming along perhaps to um, receive pill checks from our practice nurses. They'll be coming along um, to have their repeat prescriptions for their insulin and diabetes treatments. And we can take all of those opportunities to try and communicate the positive messages about the importance of good blood glucose control at conception and early pregnancy. We can try and communicate those and those when those opportunities arise to talk about these things. And it's perhaps raising those issues with uh, women with girls when they're much younger that, uh, and perhaps uh, talking about diabetes in general sex education perhaps. Absolutely. I think there's, there's a role perhaps in general sex education and there's a, there's a particular role um, when ladies, when, when girls with type 1 diabetes who've been diagnosed in childhood go through puberty and in, in teenage years. There's opportunities and, and real need to communicate positive messages and the important information about good blood glucose control at really every stage and every opportunity. And what do you hope would be the effect of that if uh, that sort of programme was put into place? Well, I think the, the aim is, is to try and ensure that more ladies go into um, pregnancy with good blood glucose control because we know that that will reduce the congenital abnormality rates in pregnancies with complicated by diabetes. And one of your sort of findings in the study was particularly about uh, how counselling to women with diabetes is conducted and that uh, can put a lot of women women off um, trying to become pregnant. Yes, certainly one or two of our ladies reported that they had been along to pre-pregnancy counselling and clearly in pre-pregnancy counselling um, clinics all the risks and the complications and the difficulties that may arise with diabetes and pregnancy can be outlined. And sometimes that information is frightening. It, you know, it, it does put ladies off and they, they may think that, that they've, they've had all the information, they've realised all the problems, and the conclusion of that is, well, I really don't want to become pregnant then in that situation. Uh, and so I think there is an importance as as to the way in which we communicate information in pre-pregnancy counselling clinics to ensure that we basically put the information in in a in a way that ladies can understand and assimilate and enables them accurately to weigh up the risks and benefits. Uh, and what do you hope to do now then to take the study forward? The study's been done in type 1 diabetes. There is a need to do a similar study in type 2 diabetes because um, 20 years ago 
there weren't really many women of childbearing age getting type 2 diabetes. There's been a huge explosion of type 2 diabetes in younger people um, over the last few years associated with obesity and the sedentary lifestyle. And as a result of that, we do have more and more ladies with type 2 diabetes who are at the age when they could become pregnant and are becoming pregnant. And therefore there's a need to repeat the study in type 2 diabetes to see if, if the information that we've gleaned in type 1 diabetes follows in type 2 diabetes, because there are a different, different selection of ladies. So that's the first thing that needs to be done. Then in an ideal world, what we would like to do is to be able to develop some interventions in terms of education and help for ladies with diabetes to to try and um, put those in, into a trial to see if we can actually intervene to improve um, the numbers of ladies who have good blood glucose control when they conceive. Mm -hmm.